Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. I'm Erin McGuire. Today, I wanted to share with you the story about my engagement. And I want to share that because I think everybody's engagement is a big deal, by the way, uh, anybody that gets engaged. But as somebody who, well, I was basically diagnosed with anxiety disorder and PTSD uh, to, in order to get, you know, my insurance to cover my uh, therapy that I was doing, that's what uh, the diagnosis was. So I had PTSD, had, and I had anxiety disorder. I don't feel that I have those anymore because I have done so much work over the last few years. But so what I wanted to talk about is that as somebody who has had those things going on, it's kind of a big deal that I got engaged. I mean, it's kind of a miracle almost. (laughs) And I say that because I've spent most of my life, most of my adult life being single. Uh, I met my partner, my fiance, William, when I was, I think, 36. And we've been together six years. So, but for most of my 20s, all of my 30s, I was pretty much single. So not all of my 30s, but you know what I mean. For most of my adult life, I was single. And I would find myself getting stuck in these really needy patterns, like with men before meeting William, where I would just get so anxious and so needy and um, seeking attention from guys. If you listen to my codependency podcast, that's a good indicator of kind of like talking about codependency. But I would just get so needy and, you know, it would be like within three months we'd break up because like people don't like neediness is not attractive. It's not attractive. And it's where it it comes out of is that, you know, if you grew up in a way where like I grew up with an alcoholic, um, narcissist, it's like it was never about me. And if you're listening and that's you, it was never about us (laughs) as children. And so we we don't have an internal sense of self. And so we're seeking the that sense of self and that love outside of ourselves, as I like to say, in all the wrong places, (laughs) because you're never going to get it. You're never going to get what you want when you're doing that. And you're not doing it on purpose. It's unconscious. So that was me. Plus, I had a fearful avoidant attachment style, which meant 
I could be both anxious in relationships, like when the person would be distant, I would get anxious. Or let's say they didn't text or call or whatever. Or just I would get anxious even like, let's say we had a little conflict and then the other, like even William, if he would go storm off and like go in the other room, that would produce anxiety. Also, as a fearful avoidant, I could go into an avoidant attachment style. So I had the best, the worst, not the best, the worst of both worlds, where I could go into an avoidant attachment style and completely go cold on somebody and shut down. So you can imagine that's not an easy dynamic to be in a relationship with. I think the only reason it worked with William which it hadn't worked for others is because I had done enough work when we met to learn how to love myself like deeply. Obviously there was still more work to do, but, and the other reason I really think it worked with William is because I just, I always said how I felt for the most part. There were a couple times there that, I didn't, and it caused issues in our relationship. But in the past, if I had an issue because I was so codependent and, like, worried that they were going to leave me, I would hold that issue in. I'd stuff it down, and then maybe months later, it would come out, like, in a rage. Or, yeah, I would just, like, get really upset by something because I was, like, layering on top of each other, all of these hurts and not speaking them in the moment. And then it would cause issues later. So I think the biggest thing I always say that is attributed to us staying together is that, is speaking up, sharing when I felt upset, uh, not always with the expectation that it was going to get fixed, but just like needing to express myself. If you don't do that, and you're stuffing things, it's going to affect you or your relationship or both. So I'm sharing all of this because it's taken a lot to get to the place that I'm actually engaged. Not that I didn't ever see it happening, but like even in my relationship with William, you know, I would make up reasons why it wouldn't work out or, you know, like I would be in my head about things and then I couldn't truly be an open-hearted, loving individual. And that's what trauma does. That's what trauma does to us. Or I would hypervigilant, get hypervigilant to every little thing he was doing and like create a, a fight about it. And while we're not perfect we are getting better about talking these things out because sometimes I bring things up and he gets really defensive. And that used to happen a lot in the early part of our relationship. And then that would be very triggering to me. I'd feel like I had to get more loud and we were kind of just like having this like a war with our little protective parts with each other. And so all of that to say, like, that's what trauma does. Trauma affects everything, you guys. And I know y'all know this, but we can't hear it enough. 
survival patterns, trauma patterns, survival energy, trauma energy. It affects every area of your life. Every area. Nothing is off limits. And how do you know you're in a trauma pattern? Like, are you anxious? You're dysregulated. You're acting out of a trauma pattern. Are you depressed? You're dysregulated. Are you wanting to fight? You're dysregulated. Are you wanting to freeze and hide and disassociate? You're dysregulated. So it it's multifaceted, but it's it's important to know that like like you're not an anxious person. <laughs> you're dysregulated, right? You're not a depressed person. You're dysregulated. So I'm getting off topic, but let's talk. I just want to share all that because it's kind of a big deal that I'm engaged. Like it's kind of like monumental given the amount of trauma that I have. In fact, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's just kind of a big deal. And, and William too, because he's got his own, his own stuff that he grew up with too. So for him, it was a lot of trust issues. And so he waited a long time. We've been together six years and it took him that long to, not that he didn't trust me. We've always talked about how much we've trusted each other more than we've ever trusted really anybody else. But it just took him that long because it was hard for him. And he had some issues from a past relationship Anyway, I don't want to get into his business. I'm not allowed. I, I didn't ask his permission to share it here, but he had his own issues. And so for both of us to get to this place, for him to get to this place, and for me to, because I believe we're always co-creating with the universe. So for me to co-create this experience, because I asked him, I'm like, where did this come from? First of all, let's just tell you the story so that you can just hear that. So we went on, we had a trip planned to go to Milwaukee. It's one of our favorite cities to visit. And we had this planned probably like four or five months in advance because it was going to be around the 4th of July. And so I just knew places were going to be booked. And we happened to book the trip right when they were having Summerfest. So we got to see one of our favorite bands, Odeza. Hopefully I'm saying that right. (laughs) They're, I, what, I don't want to say we're like these huge fans, but like we both listen to their music and uh, we got to see them one night. That was one of our plans. And we were, we were going to go to a Cubs game. We both love William is obsessed with the Cubs. I like the Cubs. I like to go to a live Cubs game once in a while. And, and if you don't know what the Cubs are, it's the Chicago Cubs. It's a baseball team. OK, so we had these plans much in advance. And it was for our anniversary. So our anniversary for dating is June 28th. And so uh, it was, you know, right around that time. So I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't like, oh, something's going to happen. It was just like, we're going to go and have a great time. And so we'd already had a couple reservations. Excuse me. All of a sudden I'm yawning. You already had a couple reservations planned, like dinner reservations. And one of them was at a place we'd never been to that was fancy. And again, not thinking anything of it because we go to fancy restaurants sometimes. 
So we get in there and it's a really small, intimate restaurant. Like there's not that many tables. It's all one big open room and you're just kind of there. You're pretty close to the people on either side of you. And we're just having our dinner, enjoying our time. And then like after dessert, he starts like saying all these really nice things and it was just beautiful, you know, just how I've helped it or like support. I don't remember what he said. I don't want to put words in his mouth if he listens to this, (laughs) Uh, but just saying some really beautiful things. And I have a terrible memory, so I don't want to keep creating that with the universe. But up until now, I have pretty horrific memory with remembering specific things that are said. I can generalize. And, you know, just a lot of things about how, like, his life is better and, you know, he's so happy and just all these wonderful things. And, I again, I'm still not thinking anything of it because it's our anniversary. So we're saying, both saying nice things to ourselves, to, to ourselves, to each other. But I was just floored by some of the things he was saying, and it was just so lovely. And then he whips out this gorgeous ring and gets down on one knee, but the tables are very close to one another. So he's in between these two tables, kind of wedged in there. And he's like, so I was just wanting to ask if you would marry me. And I was in shock. Like, I literally went into shock. Like, I probably disassociated from my body. I don't even... I don't even know. I just was like, I don't even know if this is real. Is this really happening? And immediately the woman sitting next to us like whips out her phone and is like taking pictures and people are clapping. And I'm just like, was this staged? I don't know why I was stuck. I was stuck on the thought. I think this was staged. I felt like I was in a dream. Like it was just, it was very bizarre what was going through my mind. But... So he's fine. I was like, I don't know what to say. That's literally what came out of my mouth. I don't know what to say. And he's like, well, can you say something soon? Because it's really uncomfortable being between these two tables. And so we kind of got a laugh out of that. And I said, yes. And it was just, we were just like in such a bubble that whole weekend. It was, it's afternoon time. So I think I'm getting a little sleepy. Um, so sorry about my yawning. It was just, it was perfect. This lovely gentleman came up to us and said, you know, he had just celebrated 50 years with his wife and wished us that many years together. And it was just beautiful and just such a bubble that we were in. And I ended up calling some of my teachers over the years, you know, like my teacher from way back in the day, like starting in 2010, I met her on our yoga teacher training and she taught me theta healing and I worked with her for many years and still do sometimes. And, you know, she was just able to be like, wow, like you, like you've done a lot of work to create this in your life. And So I just want to share that, like, for anybody that's kind of been through a lot of trauma, 
a lot of childhood trauma has a lot of feels like they have a lot of limitations and patterns to work through. And maybe you're just like, there's something you're wanting in your life that hasn't come to fruition yet. And you're maybe getting older and you're going, I don't know if this is ever going to be possible for me. Okay. So I'm 42. I don't know if I'm clearing energy or tired. When I clear energy, I yawn, but I keep yawning. So I really apologize about that. I'm probably going to go take a nap after this because my cat woke me up really early. So it might be tiredness. (laughs) I'm sorry. I promise we're getting back on topic here. Um, if you like trauma puts us behind in life, it just does. That's the sucky part about it. And that's what I get upset about. I just think, man, if I had done some of this work years ago or, Better yet, if I hadn't experienced any of the trauma that I experienced, where would I be? Maybe I'd be so much further along and X, Y, Z, you know, all these things. And we can go into the story about it. And that's what sucks. There's no other way to get around that. Trauma sucks. It sucks that it puts us behind in life in different areas. It puts us behind financially in our success, in what we believe we can achieve, in our relationships, and all that stuff. But the you have to work with the cards you've been dealt. There's no point in going in back into the past and wishing things were different when what happened happened. And if it's a lot of trauma is out of our control, especially in childhood. You know, there's trauma, traumatic things that have happened to me that one could say were in my control. And those are the ones we get stuck on the most. Or sometimes I think, gosh, if my I watched this documentary on Lady Gaga and it was she was talking about when she was young, when she was a kid, she had these gifts of singing and her parents really uh, did all the steps to help her like Taylor Swift. They moved her to Nashville You know, it's like I didn't have supportive parents, but I think where would my writing be? Because when I was young, I got accepted into the Young Writers Conference and my family was happy about it, but it just ended at the Young Writers Conference that I don't even remember, unfortunately. But I remember it being a big deal that I got chosen to go to that from my school. I was in a bigger school at the time in in Fort Dodge. And I think, what would have happened had that been nurtured? And then then I'm just like living in a land of what if. What if that had been nurtured? What if I had been born to a famous movie star? You know, it's like we could, literally we could be going down that path for so long and go down about 47,000 different rabbit holes that would get us nowhere. You've been given the cards you've been dealt. It's up to you what you do with those cards. And if you're willing to do some deeper dives and some healing work into yourself, you will achieve the things you want in life. Just maybe not on the timeline of someone else. I still have yet to get my book out into the world. And I'm 42, almost 43 years old. 
but it will get out into the world. Maybe I'll be a successful writer in my 60s or 70s. Who the hell knows? Maybe it'll never happen. I don't know. But I'm going to get my stuff out there and I'm going to do the things that I know in my heart are destined for me. Just maybe in a later timeline. And that's okay. Again, I got engaged when I was 42. I've never been engaged before that. That was my first time. A lot of people do this this shit when they're in their 20s. Okay, so it's not about your timeline. Stop rehashing the past and wishing things had been different or that you'd made different decisions. I worked with a client recently and she was just going back over all the mistakes she'd made and she just kept looping and saying the same things over and over again. I've made so many mistakes, Erin. I've made so many mistakes and getting stuck there. And it's, you know, it's like, that's not serving. That's not serving. Or maybe that's not your story. Maybe it's like so many bad things have happened to me. And you're playing more of a victim. I mean, both of those cases are victim mentalities. The victim to your own mistakes or victim to other people's actions. I'm not saying it's good and I'm not saying it's something we wish for. But take the lesson and move forward. Rehashing and getting stuck in a story that it all these terrible things are happening to me or I've done so many bad things and messed up my life. Ain't going to move you forward towards the life you want. That's going to deplete you of your energy and your power immediately. So (laughs) I don't know if I should call this podcast my engagement story because I feel like I just talked so shortly about my engagement story. But I'm engaged It happened when I was 42. It was the perfect time for me because I had a lot of shit to work out before that. Whatever you're working on, whatever you're up against, stop looking in the past and letting it inform you your future. The past is over. All you have is this present moment What can you do right now? How can you think differently? How can you see the world differently? How can you speak differently? How can you feel differently? And I'm not saying who you are right now is bad, but if you want something different, you got to do something different. And rehashing the past and what you did or didn't do literally gets you absolutely nowhere. And is going to just drain your your vital life force energy. So really take a moment and think about what's a step you can do to move yourself forward in life and out of this pattern. And trauma sucks, but it's 100% possible to heal from it. It does take time. It takes effort. It takes concentration, but it's 100% possible. So that's all I have. That's my engagement story, uh, as well as 
just talking about trauma. And what does Peter Levine say? He's like, trauma is a... It's not a life sentence anyway. I don't remember the beginning part of it. It's not a life sentence. You can heal from it. So if you want some support in working through trauma in childhood and as an adult or whatever, working through some of your mental stories and patterns and loops you might get stuck in, my nervous system healing program is so good for that. It is so good for that. It's designed to help you work through trauma, and there's been different people that have taken it that said it was better than a year of therapy. No knocks to therapy. I do therapy. It's just talk therapy. If you have trauma, it's not going to work for you. There's another woman that took it that uh, she said she learned more about herself doing my nervous system healing program than she did in psychology school. Like, she's a psychologist. You will learn how to understand your own nervous system. Plus, you're given so many tools to help you work through different things that come up that are causing you to get activated and stuck in these loops in the body and the mind and the spirit. So message me if you want to check that out. You can find me at Pure Light Healings with an S at gmail.com or Pure Light Healing on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Thank you so much for tuning in today, for listening. Share this with somebody who is struggling with some sort of loops or patterns or programs in their mind. I think I'm going to go take a nap now. So I'm going to go do that and rest. Listen to your bodies. This is Nervous System 101. Listen to what your body is telling you. Try to give it that when you can. Have patience. Be gentle. It's a process. Go slow. You've got this. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.